Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello world, and welcome to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. My name is Kyle Thomas, and I am a pop culture astrologer. You may know me as the resident astrologer of Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily on Instagram. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to Astro Kiki Radio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. This week, we have lots of astrological goodies, the hottest celebrity news in Hollywood, and a fantastic celebrity guest with us here today. We are recording from my home in the Hollywood Hills. Hello guys, Sam Davidson here, entertainment news journalist, pop culture junkie, and aficionado of all things Hollywood, celebrities, and entertainment. We have some amazing stories for you this week and a very special guest, but before we get there, I of course want to give a shout out for the people that are reviewing, rating, and subscribing uh, to our podcast on iTunes. So like I mentioned last week, we're going to be doing kind of a competition where at the end of the month, um, we pick one review randomly um, that we've gotten and we'll read one every single week. And the winner of this competition contest, uh, Kyle, will give them a mini reading, which we will post on our social media. So guys, please, please, please make sure to leave your review so we can read it next week and we can get two more entries to pick by the end of the month. But I wanted to read another one that we got um, a couple of weeks ago. Le, it was written by uh, Fashion, Fashionably Yours, and it's OMG, a must-listen magic. OMG, first off, Kyle is magic, and Sam's dive into entertainment is too good. The horoscope side is wild and magical. Getting to hear about your favorite stars and everything, OMG. Seriously, you just have to listen. I love them. And I love whoever wrote that review because it is very, very sweet. So thank you so much. Please continue to leave the reviews if you guys want to be read next week. But now let's talk about our special guest here, Jordan Nardino. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Kyle. Ow, ow, ow. So guys, Jordan, I had no idea that I was such a big fan of his until Kyle told me that he was going to be coming on the show. He's a writer and producer. He's from L.A., lives in L.A. He's written for Desperate Housewives, Gilmore Girls, Star Trek Discovery, and most recently he produced a pilot for the CW. So you're right up my alley. Oh, I, thanks. I also wrote for Smash, if you liked that too. Oh, uh, yes. I saw, I, I'm obsessed with Smash. Uh. <laughs> no, Smash... And the second season cancellation literally killed me. Could that you tell? That was the season I worked on. Well, it was an amazing season. I loved the cat that season. Um, I really wanted them to turn it into a musical, and I wanted to go see it myself because they did some live performances, right? Yes, of both the musicals. There were uh, multiple iterations of them. That's so cool. Because I was a fan of the second season musical. More well, than that's the, the first. correct season to be a fan of when I'm a, a guest. So obviously. Thank you. Um, so where did you study? Like, did you always want to be in the business? I grew up in the entertainment industry, so I was sort of in the middle of it, but like the boring post-production side of it. I went to college, studied writing. I knew I wanted to write in entertainment, but I kind of wound up in television by accident and, um, worked my way up the ladder and here I am somewhere in the middle of it. 
So you started as a writer's assistant or something like that? No. Oh, I have a crazy story for how I got into TV. He's an Aries. Uh, so. Yes. I, uh, I wound up working as an assistant on a TV pilot and making friends with the creator. And he hired me to be his assistant when the show got picked up. So I got to skip a lot of steps that people normally have to take, which oh, really, like really, yeah, really endears me to uh, assistants I meet who are uh, struggling. And but then, it's so Aries. I love it. Yes. It's just so much. I love it. I always, I always tell people when they are looking for advice, I say there's no rules. Uh-huh. There's no plan. You have to sort of cut your own path through the weeds. Um, and then I just sort of worked as an assistant wound up writing my own scripts and I wrote one that was apparently good and got an agent and have been working ever since. That's amazing. That's awesome, man. Yes. Some some jobs better than others. What's your <laughs> what was your favorite? I mean they've all I mean it's not about favorite or least favorite it's just sort of about like iconic and like what gives the best stories mm-hmm. it's still after all these years everyone wants to talk about Desert Housewives especially now with all the Felicity stuff everyone it's like I have this like 10 year old gossip and everyone just treats it like it's amazing like who was nice to you and I'm, you know so, well if you, if you care it was this one well who um, was nice to you they were all lovely let's dive into it shall we <laughs> I mean no actually they were all it, <laughs> I know it's a show that has this history of having all this drama but I got there the fourth year and everything was really chill by then. So I, 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 yeah, but there was not not a lot of drama. Um, I loved working on Star Trek Discovery. I was a kid that grew up on Star Trek. I was a Star Trek nerd. My agents had no idea that I gave a crap about Star Trek and to climb my way into that world. And, you know, the highlight, I think the highlight of my recent career is I got to write an episode of television with Michelle Yeoh and like a gold lamé cape and a sword threatening people. It was just, she had this like fascinator in her hair. It was just really terrific. That's so cool. It's just, I'm just really happy having written an episode of Star Trek that I got to write the gayest one ever. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and without any actual gay sex. Oh, well, yeah. at least, you know. That's the next that's, step. That's okay. the next step. That's, that's some Showtime or yes, HBO. Yes. He's yes. taking it there. He's, you guys, he's yes. breaking, he's breaking the mold. Um, what about your new CW pilot? Can you say anything? Well, it is um, unfortunately dead. Oh, that, that happened. Would, I know it happened. It was a very lucky experience. It was called Glamorous. It starred this um, this kid you might have heard of. His name is Ben J. Pierce, and he played oh, yeah. um, he played this um, kid who just graduated high school, and he gets a job at this makeup company after he pans their products on YouTube, and he himself in the show and to an extent in real life is gender non-conforming so he wears makeup and uses the products so he sort of gets thrown into this world as a 18 year old uh, having opinions about things but he's sort of crossing the the, the screen of YouTube into real life and seeing what uh, the, the thing he loves is like on its feet and what, what life is like in New York it uh, it was a great experience I got to work with Brooke Shields she oh, was so the cool. she was the female lead. I mean, heaven. She is as tall as you have heard. I mean, that is a she is statuesque, and people just stop and look at her. Like, I, I mean, that, it's very strange to be up close with someone who's been so famous for being that beautiful. Um, really fabulous. Eva Longoria directed, which was the weird connection to Desperate wow. Housewives. Wow, she's just all over. Is like you know doing she just did Grand Hotel, which I loved. Um, you know, it's guilty pleasure, but yeah, we're super excited to, well, you know, you. dive into Hollywood with you and also talk about your stars a little later in the episode. But before we do so, mm-hmm. let's go into our weekly astrological forecast. Let's oh, I can't wait. do it. So 
we have, you know, some really great days that are lined up here for us. And so, you know, we're going to be releasing this on the 12th. So make sure that you're capitalizing on that. September 12th is a big day for success. You may feel a burst of energy and initiative to start new projects and to take the risks needed to achieve large-scale success. Try not to be too impulsive, but harness this energy through planning and strategy. Avoid acting rashly without considering the consequences of your daring actions. So step away from conflicts when they come, if they do, and channel your strength and fire into a goal. And this enthusiasm is going to get you really far. So tomorrow's a great day, guys. You know, really plan some big meetings if you can. So like work stuff is, is it, a good time. Yeah, it's definitely more, you know, success related. You know, I feel like it's not necessarily a love energy, something of that nature, relationship mm-hmm. energy, but it's definitely, you know, endeavors, ambitions, goals, drive, things like that. Cool. Sure. Well, I have a meeting And not even necessarily, like, it's good. not, like, sex even, you know. You're just obsessed with sex. Like, I didn't ask about sex. God. Yeah, I mean, but the stars are always talking about sex, too, you know? Of course, yeah. Always talking about sex. <sighs> Gay man. I I'm know. Just... <laughs> I like to get banged, okay? You know, whatever. Oh, here we Monogamous, go. Monogamously, okay? I have not said oh, a word. Go, yeah, good luck with that in West Hollywood. I mean, really. trust me, you know, it's been, it's been a trek, but it's kind of happening right now. I'm pretty I, happy with that. I didn't know you were kinky. Wait, what? Monogamy. It's the latest kink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, wait, what? Wait, he knows? Can you see the bruises on my neck right now? Kyle. No, <laughs> Sorry. No, I can't because wait, you're no, monogamous. Oh, my God. Are, I thought, are those hickeys? No. Oh, God. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Sorry. Anyways, let's change the subject. <laughs> um, <laughs> so awkward. Uh, anyways, on the 13th, uh, we have one of the most magnificent days of the year for telling someone that you love them. You know, so if you're in touch with, uh, because you are going to be in touch with what you love about a person and can more easily express this to, uh, you know, other people at this time, you know, so there's also a chance that you could be receiving someone's words or appreciation of love on this day as well. So if you receive a compliment, a letter, an invitation, or even a gift or money, you know, take, uh, Take it into account and realize that there's, you know, blessings associated with that and really positive feelings. Also, any artistic or creative skills are enhanced on this day and you will enjoy being able to express yourself. So, you know, Jordan, especially being able to, being a writer, you know, being a creative, this would be a great day for you to, you know, pace in your in your study like you were saying and come up to something. By the way, no joke, when you post these on Instagram, I go on my calendar and I have a little code for this is the work day. Good. That's so cute. I love you. No, I really... Almost all of your love days fall on Thursday so I'm constantly trying to get my friends to go to um, FUBAR. Yes. I'm like, we're going to (laughs) meet some love tonight. Let's go. Yeah, no, I love you. Like, it's so fun. Like, honestly, it's... it's, Okay, so he and I have been... we've, We've been connected for what? Like two months now? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, and it's And like, it's just, okay, like, for people that are listening that aren't part of the gay community or live in Los Angeles, I find it fascinating. Kyle's constantly meeting people. I'm like, how did you meet? It's like Instagram. Literally, gay. Instagram. That's how you and I connected. No, no. I just, I wish I could meet people. I don't meet people like that. Well, but the thing is, it's neither of us were, like, slipping into each other's DMs in a gross way. It was like, we were just interacting, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was like... You know, because you're always ha- hashtagging like Instagay. Is that how everyone no. finds you? No, I know. I think we met through people that we're connected to online. Hashtags are scary. You just meet people because they interact with you. Yeah, I don't. Really, yeah, I don't something really with the algorithm. I don't yes. know. No, but I, I really think it was because we have similar people that are uh, in our network. Maybe yeah, that happens. And you know, sometimes people just pop up, and so 
uh, yeah, and I was just like, oh, who's this, like, really cute guy? And then I was like, oh, and he's, like, successful. That's cool. And then... Uh, <laughs> keep it, keep going. Yeah, no, 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 for real. No, I, I literally, I was like, he's such a fox. Look at this, like, handsome fucking man right here. I know. Like, he's very hard to read, though. I find... No, I know, I know. Um, it's, you're very sarcastic, very dry. Um, no, you're just like... I'll, I'll try to be more... I, 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 figure, <laughs> I figure that plays better on uh, radio than uh, no, sincerity. No, it's, it's mysterious. <laughs> it's mysterious. I like it a lot. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it, literally, and this is funny too, because uh, when I told you today, Sam, that he was coming, I was like, I already knew it. I was like, you guys are going to hit it off because he's an Aries. He's also a Gemini rising. There's just so much good energy with him. And I know, like, it's... Yeah. Anyways, all the good vibes, you know, across the board. So... Uh, let's just, but let's finish the forecast here. So, uh, the next thing we have here also is that if you're signing a contract on this day, do that if you can on Friday on the 12th, really, or 13th, sorry, really, really great. Also, this is excellent for making new friends. So this energy is going to kind of spill over into the 14th, which is my, oh yes, my, the beginning of my fifth year in, uh, LA. So I'm having an anniversary party. If you are in LA and want to come join us, we'll be out in West Hollywood on that evening. Those people with the anniversary. Don't you find it a hoot? I mean, I you've it. been I, here forever, Jordan. I love it. I don't care. I know. I know. You don't. I, and I love yeah, you for zero it. zero fucks. <laughs> I'm like, I've been here for 13 years. I've never celebrated an anniversary. No, but the thing is, I bring people together. That's what I'm celebrating. It's not the fact that, like, bitches, I made it. Because it's, no, literally, like, I have met so many wonderful people. And that's, and think about it, like... Think of all the people that you've met through me and I've, I've met, met through you. Come a on, lot of, real. No, seriously. I've met a lot of my, some very close friends. Exactly. And you, I try so. to do that for people because I really care about the people that I'm around. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it'll be But fun. it's not about me. It's about like, look at how much stronger we are when we have to build a network together. Yeah. So Saturday yeah. to 14th is a good time to like meet new people. Yes. Uh, and then also we have a full moon on the 13th. So there's going to be an intensified energy. And so this is a full moon of Pisces. And so... This, again, is going to spill over through into the beginning of next week. So we will notice culminations at this time that, that have been building since last March. Neptune will be a little feisty at this time. So, you know, it, on one hand, it can be really great because this can be kind of romantic energy. This can be kind of creative energy. But also, you know, people can be prone to kind of like living in an illusion for a hot minute. So, you know, mm-hmm. don't get too lost in you know, drugs or alcohol or anything. I'm... Well, I have a question because, yeah. you know, I, I'm very superstitious. Like, I'm always scared of Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Friday the 13th, right? That was a movie. I don't think that really has anything that... That's a that's a historical suspicion. I won't fly on Friday the 13th. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I don't really feel... I think it goes... I think it has to do with the uh, repression of the... Templars, maybe? But it's going to be a full moon. It's Friday the 13th. I don't know if I want to go anywhere. I'm serious. There's so many things to really be afraid of. Yeah, for real. I mean, you should, we should really be afraid of hustlers tanking. Uh, yeah. Because that, that will affect all of our lives. Yes. yes Friday I'm the 13th, it won't. Going to write a glowing review tomorrow, Hustlers. I'm going to the screen yes, we, tonight. That, we, have to, <laughs> we have to make that a hit. Did you see it yet? I have my tickets for tomorrow. It's really good. I am seeing it. I, I, I am last week. hyping J-Lo for the Oscar nomination. We're gonna I don't know about that. We're, uh, it's, or do you know about that? <laughs> She was really good. She Can we do really her good. Oscar chart instead of mine this episode? <laughs> hey, it's something to think about in the future. It's possible. Yes. Yeah, okay, so I can do whatever I want on Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're naturally going to be feeling more dreamy and more mystical and, you know, more sensitive too because Pisces is a water sign. It's very intuitive and also magical within that. So, you know, again, but keep in mind what was going on in last March and it's going to be kind of culminating now. And then, uh, you know, it's just really interesting because... Back then, I was in 
a very deep romantic place about some very intense energy, some things that were going on, which Sam knows about. Obviously, I was, you know, kind of lost in this love story mm. with someone and trying to get out. Well, it's funny. I, I now, you know, that person is not in my life currently, but, you know, I'm, I'm in a new romantic place and I can feel that energy really manifesting as well. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the echo of that theme for me. So, awesome. I mean, what were you doing? What were you doing in March? What was I doing in March? I was shooting a TV pilot for the CW. Okay. And yes. It didn't, so I was living in Toronto in an apartment, hotel apartment, uh, eating terrible set food, um, and just completely sent, you know, hanging out with Eva Longoria every day. That was pretty cool. Uh, and Brooke Shields. Um, so yeah, it was just work. Uh, it was so so we're gonna we're gonna be reaching a culmination of what I was doing in March. Yeah. So basically, you know, similar kinds of themes, patterns, uh, relationships, uh, things that you were thinking and doing. Uh, I would be shocked if you don't at least look back. I mean, you may not hear from them specifically at this point in time, but like for instance, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this, but. I write down everything I do. Like for instance, I had a, I wrote down the day that you and I met, mm-hmm. um, and and so I because I wanted to keep that. It, it was I just had this feeling it was going to be important, mm-hmm. and I do that pretty much with everything. Uh, like for instance, like you know, over the weekend, uh, Sam and I uh, were hanging hanging out with Jake and Brett and Dustin. I'm really glad he Jeanette, writes this but, shit down you know, because but, but, I don't remember. But anything. you can chart it and kind of see that you know those same kinds of people or things that were going on. Like like it, it, perfect example. I was like deeply in love with this person that I've been in love with for so long, but now it's about new love. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily about cor- correlating with that specific person. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I know. I'm you trying know? to think what I but was doing. But that's the same but... pattern. Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone keep an eye out for yes. that. Think about what you were doing. What were you doing? This was before we started Astro Kiki. I think it Did was... We launched, in, uh, we launched, launched in April. Did we? Okay. Yeah, we so we were doing years. like... We were preparing though, Yeah, I we were think. doing that. Um, and having some collaboration meetings, I I remember. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Cool, that's what we got for our astro forecast. All right, guys. Well, next, of course, we have our three top celebrity pop culture stories of the week, as well as our celeb WTF. We'll be back in just one moment. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Astro Kiki Radio. We have some really, really interesting stories this week. I know that um, me and Kyle are both really excited about. So uh, on last week's episode, I mentioned briefly that there was some stuff going on with Britney Spears, and we would dive into it this week. Um, And so I'm going to dive into it. So Britney Spears' dad steps down as her conservator after getting physical with one of her sons and Britney's ex, Kevin Federline. And by physical, I mean, like, he, like, slapped him around, you know. Um, yeah, he abused him. And uh, I mean, there was... I, one of those things, I mean, at this point in time, I, mean, I used to get spanked and, like, you know, my it's dad It's not would, okay like... anymore. There's something wrong. We, we've, talked, we've talked about her father before, Jamie Spears, because a few months back, was it, wasn't it that he... It was in December, I want to say? No, maybe after... No, we weren't doing the this in December. The eclipses were hitting him. We talked about it once before. The eclipses were hitting him, and we're going to go into some of that today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was problems with her father health-wise, uh, conservator. There was talking about like him stepping down. Yeah, but some people say that that health thing was just a ploy to pull her out of her Vegas show. It was punishment for going off of her meds. Yeah. Are you serious? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels sort of gross to gossip about because she's... 
her own person and yeah. having having been close to some gossip you just have no idea what the truth is but it's so fun too i'm so curious well, it's just i feel <laughs> and as we though, live in hollywood you know right. like, yeah. and the crazy thing is that you know i don't know britney spears but there are people that we probably do know that like you know we're all connected to celebrity now and it's like it's just nuts well, so I feel, I, I have this feeling that in a few years down the line, maybe even longer, we're going to figure out, like, what the hell was really going on these right. past couple of years, because it's really weird. Like, so basically what happened this week, it it just doesn't make sense, and there's not a lot of answers, and there weren't answers from this last scandal with her father, but um, so after previously petitioning the court to hand over the reins of the conservatorship, um, because of his health issues, this Monday a judge finally approved that request and appointed Britney's longtime um, friend and manager Jody Montgomery. And she has a lot of friend managers that are. I'm like, how many does like what is that? How many does she have? But I find it interesting that her mom, as an, is not stepping forward. And I know, and like her mom likes some really cryptic stuff about, you know, what's going on with Britney. She was like liking this hashtag save Britney stuff a few months ago. So she kind of is involved in some way. And so I don't know the exact situation, why she's not stepping forward and taking care of this situation. Um, but so Jamie, her father, allegedly engaged in conduct that was physical abuse towards Sean, which is one of her sons. And the very next day, Kevin Federline, um, the father, of course, um, the, he filed a police report at the Ventura County Sheriff's Office. And Brittany recognized that the children were in a dangerous situation, and she demonstrated the correct parental judgment by removing them from it. So she kind of was just like, fine, take them. Like, I'm kind of scared of the situation as well. Um, and then she went on social media. I don't know if you guys have seen Britney Spears' Instagram. Yes. Over, so you saw that video. I haven't seen that video, but I have seen her Instagram generally, and it is a work of art. Yeah. Well, apparently, like, rumor was that her Instagram account is the only thing that she legitimately has actual control over, which isn't shocking because it, they're kind of crazy, the posts that she makes. <laughs> um, Jordan loves it. He's living for it. I mean, yes. sometimes I see some of the stuff that you like, and I'm just like, honey, yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, I love Britney Spears. I don't, like, of course it's interesting to talk about this stuff. Right, right. But, you know, she, I have, like, whenever Britney Spears dies one day, whether it's when we're, like, 90 or whenever, like, I'm going to cry my eyes out. Mm -hmm. Like, I will be devastated. What did she post that was so interesting? It was, um, like, literally a day or two after the kids were taken away. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, she looked a hot mess and was posing for these like weird photos. It looked like there was makeup rubbed all over her. She was smiling. And I'm gonna show you right now. Yeah, it was. It was. I, forget. I did a deep dive on this the other day. Yeah, so she's and... just like sticking her tongue out, kind of to the camera. It's just kind of a series of these weird, different photos. Which is like, what does the caption say? I don't. Same faces, same dress, new hair. Yes, my sister inspired me to go dark. Exclamation marks. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of an odd and appropriate thing to do a couple of days after your sons get taken away from you and like almost all of the custody of your children is given to the father, Kevin, which of course means that he's going to be getting more child support, which mm -hmm. is how he's making, has always basically mm -hmm. made his living. So um, it's really sad, but a lot of times when things like this happen, there's stuff going on astrologically and it's mm -hmm. interesting to kind of pair up those things. So that's why I put it to Kyle to see what's going on. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Britney Spears is a Sagittarius sun with a Libra rising. 
Interestingly, Kevin Federline is an Aries sun with a Libra rising as well. This shows that their connection is extremely aligned and no matter for and no wonder for it, you know, back in the day. Britney's Sagittarius son loved Kevin's bold, dramatic leadership, and she enjoyed that he was calling the shots and leading her on their own little journey. She felt comfortable with him because he was dramatic but also fatherly in a way, and she trusted that he had her back. Aries are natural leaders and very dominant, and Sagittarius like when they don't have to worry about the details. From Kevin's uh, end, he loved Britney's spontaneity and, and impulsiveness, which always led them on a different journey as well. Plus, he loved her excitable nature because he could feel powerful and like a man when she relied on him. This connection is hot and fiery, and when it's good, it is fun and adrenaline-filled. When it is bad, it is violent and explosive, but again, adrenaline-filled. With their sons perfectly aligned, this was harmonic while it lasted, and even now there is a natural tr trust between them. As for their Libra risings, they were nearly conjunct, meaning they were uh, almost exactly in the same place in the, in the sky, meaning that the two tended to see the world in the same way and have similar visceral responses to likes and dislikes. While this may seem like a favorable ind indication for a relationship, too much similarity tends to create stagnation and lack of interest over time, which is perhaps why eventually it moved them apart. However, Libra as a rising sign or sun sign craves partnership and for the time it lasted, they truly united and felt strong within their connection. Last, Britney's Venus is at 25 degrees Capricorn, whereas Kevin's Mars is at 24 degrees Cancer. This is a powerful indicator of their relationship because they're nearly 180 degrees apart. This is a relationship that is sparked by an, uh, an irresistible sexual attraction and romantic desire. Their passion and desire for one another will always remain alive while they're together. It also makes them prone to possessiveness or jealousy and guaranteed they found themselves uncomfortable by even subtle indications that they were uh, going to be competing with someone else. So this most definitely came from Kevin's side of things because it was his Mars and he's an Aries, uh, you know, so he was feeling possessive and always wanted to control her. And, you know, Sagittarius crave freedom, but Aries try, will try to dominate anything they want to conquest. Um, you know, so think about it. It's like Venus and Mars, the, the, the star-crossed lovers. That's literally how their stars are aligned, uh, you know, at least with their Mars and Venus uh, natally. Uh, now let's cut to uh, some other things with it. Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, is a Cancer. Cancer, whether male or female, are extremely family-focused and usually prioritize their family above all else. This shows that Jamie has always been very protective, loyal, and strong as a force in her life, whether she wanted it or not. Cancer are also extremely, uh, they are a cardinal sign, which will allow them to take the lead when they can. Again, when it comes to Cancer and Sagittarius, the Cancer sun is usually a more dominant energy because Sagittarius, which is Brittany, doesn't like to worry about the details. However, a lot of astrological factors are at play right now. The eclipses that are taking place in Jamie Spears' chart are hitting his identity and his house of partnership. Brittany, despite being her, uh, his daughter, is also a partner to him at this point in time. With eclipses happening, these are significant beginnings and endings. For him, this is a fade and ending. An eclipse hits most intensely near the weeks it takes place, but it also echoes over the coming six months too. This is why it is happening for him in this way. For Britney Spears though, she is having major eclipses in her family and career sectors. All of this similar eclipse uh, energy began in July uh, 2018 and will continue to shake out through 2020. As for Britney's life, she has Jupiter, planet of luck and expansion, in her sun sign in 2019. 
This is all about liberation, freedom, and open roads for her, which is what she's been hoping for and now is finally coming. Last in September uh, 2019, which is now, many of the plants are highlighting her fame and public persona, and this is why she's in the limelight about this, especially right now. And ultimately, she's breaking free, finally, like the bird she always wanted to be. Aww. Aww. Well, I just hope like that bird has like, clipped its wings and is ready to, ready to fly free. I mean, because... Wait, so what, you clip the wings and you can't fly? You, clip, you can't fly <laughs> the clipped wings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I mean, I just, I hope that she Rebuilt wings, rebuilt wings. I, I hope her wings are rebuilt and ready to go and um, aren't clipped, actually, because then yeah. she'll fall. Um, I just, yeah. I hope. I, what do you feel? What do you think? I have never rooted for someone to succeed the way I've rooted for Britney Spears mm-hmm. to succeed. I feel like I've inherited that gene as a gay man. Uh, it, I, there were nothing would fill me with more hope than to see her come out of this stronger and with the new residency and a new album. My goodness. Like, the thing is, I don't think she, I mean, even looking at all this, she doesn't want to work. Or if she doesn't want to work again, don't work again. I literally feel like she wants to like eat a bunch of food, disappear for a while. Well, and it must be terrifying to know that you're an industry for so many people, not mm-hmm. just in your family, but just yeah. that you employ whether you work or not you just so many people rely on you it must be terrifying oh totally yeah. and we've talked about this before though when you are an empire yeah. that's why everybody makes money and it pushes them you know it's like Miley Ariana you know all of them they're an empire yeah whether or not they actually are the emperor or empress you know mm-hmm. like and I, I hope her kids are okay. Mm. It sounds traumatic. Um, and, you know, I, don't, I, I have a feeling in this situation, like, Kevin Federline isn't the bad guy. Like, mm-hmm. he's, you know, stepping in and, and helping. And just because he basically makes a living off of his child support, that doesn't, you know, make him a bad dad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you have a thought? You're pointing to the air. No, oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> fidgeting. fidgeting. I don't. It, it's... I know it's just a weird thing to say in a celebrity gossip section of a podcast, but I just I feel so bad having opinions about the, the, their family affairs, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, totally. I but do a little bit. I but... looked at uh, so Lynn Spears, she's a Taurus, Taurus mm-hmm. and Cancer. So her and uh, Jamie were very aligned when they were together. I do think that you know they probably did have a very strong connection. But the interesting thing is both of their children are fire signs, which is very incompatible for that. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So there's always been this grading of like they wanted to manage and wanted to control and guide, and you know the girls were just like, let's play, let's do this, and then they got really, really famous and powerful. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Mm. They well, crazy, right? That's yeah, that's nuts. I know. Must have not been easy to be parents to uh, that kind of situation. Um, our second story. <laughs> I know. Is um, another celebrity divorce. Um, dun, dun, dun. So, uh, Zoe De Chanel splits from her producer husband. Um, I feel like I'm going to butcher his last name. It's uh, Jacob um, Penchik after is four. Penchik? Penchik? I don't know. Penchik. I don't know. Jacob P., okay. Yeah. Um, after four years of marriage. Uh, so, it seems like kind of a very. Um, emaciable. Is that? Do I say that right? Emaciable. I always say that amicable. Right. Amicable. And why do I say emaciable? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Amicable split. Um, they decided that they're better off as friends. They're also business partners. You know, she has her Hello Giggles Empire. 
um, and they are want to co-parent together as opposed to being lovers and being married. Uh, so people say that they've actually, even though this was just announced recently, they've been separated for several months now. They're very private. People say they're excellent parents, love their kids. Like she doesn't even let them watch her on anything. Like she says the kids don't even know that she's a st- movie star, TV star. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, Can you imagine? I, I bet they, they're sneaking in episodes on their iPad. Yeah, <laughs> of New Girl. Right. They're like, Jess, mom. <laughs> Um, So they first stepped out together in August of 2014, shortly after she called it quits with screenwriter Jamie Linden. Um, He proposed, and then um, she got pregnant in January of 2015, only one week after announcing that they were um, expecting their first child together. So uh, the date of their engagement, uh, it it fell on her birthday, actually. And they secretly tied the knot in August of 2015, and a source said that uh, she actually converted to Judaism for him. So, I don't know. I'd be interested to see if she still, you know, keeps up with the religion. I wonder, like, how that works. You no, don't, you're, like, no, shaking your head. You're like, I don't oh. know. I mean, I don't know them personally, but it's any time I've ever known anyone that is, like, converted for someone, mm-hmm. they drop that shit as fast as they're out of their relationship, you know? Like, I mean, for instance, it's, like, my parents, it's so interesting because, like, my mom was never very, you know, spiritual or religious, but my dad was, like, basically an asshole Catholic. <laughs> and, you know, he would just use it as, you know, a power thing. And she did it for him. And now she's just kind of like, tell me about astrology, Kyle. <laughs> you know, like... Well, I could actually see it going the opposite way because if she cares so much about her children, um, wanting to raise them in, like, a united... And I'm Jewish, and I think it's... Actually, don't tell my mom, but I think Judaism's a great religion. I just like to pretend that I don't like it. Well, no, it's... Like, for instance, I think it's really fascinating, too. And if, if she really resonates with it, that's great. But also, it's like... Like I said, if, when someone converts for someone, I don't know. It's just weird. I won't even change which way I put the toilet paper on the roll. Right. I, well, you're yeah. an Aries, though. <laughs> for you know, a guy conversion? Hmm. I know. I find it interesting. It always reminds me of the season of Sex and the City when Charlotte converts for... Harry. Um, yeah, I mean, I have always told my parents, like, ever since I was a young girl, I was like, I like blondes, blonde hair, blue eyes. They're like, come on, dude, like, mm-hmm. really? But watch, I'll probably end up marrying a Jew. We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. it's probably going to happen. Yeah, probably going to happen. Anyways, um, what was going on with this pair, Kyle? Like, were they compatible? Do you see kind of them growing together in a different way in the future? So Zoe, that was weird. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel is a Capricorn sun, Capricorn rising with a Capricorn moon. Oh, wow. This means that through and through, she's predominantly and purely a Capricorn individual, just like Katy Perry is purely a Scorpio. It's terrifying. But anyways, that's another podcast. Yeah. Jacob Pechenik, eh, whatever that is, is a Gemini sun with a Virgo moon. Off the bat, we wouldn't consider Capricorn and Gemini to be the most compatible signs in the Zodiac. We do see that their moon signs are both Earth and very aligned, though. Virgo and Capricorn go well together because there is a meeting of intellect and emotion in a grounded nature to them when it affects their reactions and behavior. These two, no matter what, knew how to compromise, which is a lovely way to build a partnership. However, due to, due to the intense eclipses that began in Cancer and Capricorn in 2018 and will continue throughout 2020, these are all hitting Zoe extremely intensely. She is seeing major transformations, endings, and beginnings in her identity and partnership sectors, which is why the eclipses have been rippling over the year. The full endings will occur next year for her in 2020, 
Yet, the other thing of interest to, to note is that in 2019, Jupiter, planet of miracles and luck, is in Jacob's house of partnership, gifting him with freedom, expansion, and opportunity. Because, of the, because the two have agreed to continue to be business partners and co-parents, especially during this year when Jupiter is there, it means that they both will enjoy this decision and it will bring them both more happiness, freedom, and fortune in their lives. They can still rely on each other for important needs when it comes to their family, but can be free to, free to pursue love and partnership in more fulfilling ways with other people. Also in September 2019, the stars are aligned in Jacob's sector of family in domesticity, meaning that his attention is there and he is breaking free to, to begin new beginnings. Start new beginnings. Start new beginnings. Uh, for Zoe, it is in her sector of media and television vision, so it is very likely she has important projects that are focusing her time and energy, and that is where her ultimate, you know, focuses, you know, over a stale relationship. Like, that's just more important right now. As I've mentioned, throughout 2019, anyone with a Cancer or Capricorn Sun or Ascendant are ending stale partnerships to be redirected to better ones or growing closer, getting engaged, and building one forever. So that is exactly what's happening to her. Sounds like a nice, clean split. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah. How unique. Um, <laughs> seriously, though, uh, you don't hear about that a lot in Hollywood. I do. You, have you heard any projects she's doing recently? I have not. I am the least gossipy person in the entertainment industry. I know. Industry. The... I, have, I have a friend who knows everything. He knows who's attached to what film and who dropped out of what. Uh, no, Ira knows a lot, too, but we both have a friend who just seems... Just just works the phones like an old school gossip columnist, um, but uh, I'm the opposite of that. I don't even know what's going on with my own projects half the time. Yeah, this podcast makes you very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. I love it. Okay, good. I'm glad. I really can't read this guy. Like, I have no idea. This is just my face. I get this a lot. I, I have a... Well, it's a combination of your face and your like monotone voice. Mm. I'm like, does he love me or hate me? Like, what is this? You or know, just like, I'm indifferent. This, I might, care. this might be saying more about me than uh, my chart ever will. Well, you know, I'm excited to get into that. <laughs> he's, he's like that. But I don't mean it in a bad way. I actually no. think it's really cool. I wish I could be more like that because I, like, you can read me and, like, if I'm upset about something, I just, it's, like, so easy to I, tell. I just want the right people to be terrified of me. Yeah, that's a really, really good quality to have in Hollywood, I yes, will say. Yes. Um, okay, so third story, we kind of are talking about this uh, before the show started, so I know you're familiar um, with this story, Jordan. So Nicki Minaj oh, yes, 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 tweets yes. that she is going to retire and focus on family, and then she kind of, like, takes back her statement. So last week, uh, she claimed that she's not going to be a rapper anymore. She tweeted, um, or an artist, she tweeted, I've decided to retire and have my family. I know you guys are happy now. To my fans, keep repping me. Do it till the death of me. Love you for life. And um, then she deleted the tweet. And, you know, fans were obviously really upset. And um, she's saying that she's like, possibly engaged to this guy that seems like an extremely toxic man, Kenneth Petty, who's a registered sex offender. So this is the man that she's planning to have a family with. Um, some people think that this was actually a hoax and she's just doing this to get attention, to potentially promote her new album. Nicki Minaj looking for attention. That's not the Nicki I know. Yeah, right. Yes. I mean, seriously? <laughs> I'm sorry. See, I, I can't tell. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> we, right? we need a flag system. Right? <laughs> no, I was like, I read that perfectly. Right, totally. Well, I mean, I also find it always interesting. Like Cardi B it, this week, like she's having her first big movie come out, and that's obviously like Nikki's like major nemesis. Um, what are your guys' thoughts, just out of curiosity, on like Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B, or do you like either of them at all? The music industry loves the next young thing, and Cardi has got the talent. I mean, not that Nicki doesn't either, but yeah. this is an unforgiving business uh, mm-hmm. in all aspects for second acts and third acts. Um, you know, Megatron didn't exactly light up the charts this summer. I'm not yeah. rooting against Nicki. I'm not rooting for her. I gave it a shot. It kind of cycled out of my own. I don't playlist. even remember that. Exactly. Pandora plays it all the time, and I'm, it, but it's it's labeled as featured track, and I was like, how much are you paying for that? It's a good, it's a good track. Yeah, I like it, and I, I love Nicki. Um, she's been such a big part of my own like pop culture, like growing yeah. up. But, yeah. But also, even think about when you know when she was blowing up. Look at people who are always like Lil Kim, right. you know, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. what it was yeah, it was Lil Kim and Missy, right? right? They There's were room like, for everybody. Guys. Yeah, but. There isn't, though. I mean, gay men on Twitter get vicious about who they're standing and who they're mm-hmm. repping. And there is a room for everyone. People, everyone you're lifting up, you're also sort of pushing down uh, you know, whoever came before them or a rival. That's an interesting thought. I mean, I will say, which comes as no surprise, like the, the girl that does my hair extensions, my friend Pinky, like she used to do Nikki's hair extensions from time to time. And just, I mean no surprise says she's just like kind of horrendous um and she just treats people and i've heard it from multiple people that she treats people very badly that work for her which sucks um and maybe it's coming to bite her in the ass a little bit now but that's that's what happens what goes around comes around so do you see kyle her actually taking um a retirement here (laughs) Nicki minaj is a sagittarius sun with an aquarius ascendant kenneth petty is an aries sun we don't know his rising sign as for their connection and compatibility, Aries and Sagittarius are extremely aligned. This is the same uh, kind of combination that we had with Kevin and Brittany. Interesting. Uh, Aries is a take charge, initiator, fiery leader, which the freedom-loving and feisty Sagittarius will love. The passion burns brightly between these two, and because the two fire signs demand adrenaline, they'll truly enjoy the flow between them. They also like spontaneity and can be a bit impulsive, so the two will enjoy the drama that stirs when life is happening around them. They both like to stir the pot, with Nikki doing so more than Kenneth, which is clear, you know. Uh, we do know that Nikki is an Aquarius rising, and this makes her always feel like she's right and brilliant because she craves her independence and eccentric edge. Kenneth feeds into this part of her ego, which makes her uh, makes their conquests together exciting and like they're always putting on a show for everyone in the world. Uh, as for what is happening at the time of her announcement to retire in September 2019, a great deal of the planets are in her career and fame sector, so this shows me that she is doing this as a publicity stunt. Mm. Also, with Jupiter in her sun sign, we know that she's establishing patterns that will last for 12 years, and if her career wasn't going to be as big of a focus, there would have been more hints of this prior. If most of the planets were in her family and domestic sector, I would entirely believe that she was fully serious. However, I can see a di- dichotomy between the career and family spheres uh, lighting up for her at this point in time. And the reason this is taking place is because of the full moon on September 13th, 2019. And this lights up her family and home sphere. So she isn't lying per se that she wants to make her family a big focus, but we have the moon and Neptune, but yeah, we have the moon and Neptune in that sector while Venus, the sun, Mercury and Mars are in her career. So this push and pull is going to be won by the career for her at this time because there's just more planetary energy there. 
However, with Jupiter being in her sun sign and her building the patterns for 12 years, I do predict that family will be more of a focus as well, but still always secondary to her career. The balance will be struck, but career for Mickey, Nicki Minaj is always going to be about having the crown. Good for her. Yeah, I, I just uh, hope she never listens to this. I don't ever want to get on her bad side. She terrifies me. I mean, did you see Cardi B's face that one time and that she had the huge lump on her head? <laughs> did you see this? I did not. What? You, oh my God, you guys see They literally this. got into, I think it was like essentially a bar fight, but like Cardi B gets dragged out and she's arrested with a huge smile on her face because, because I think Nikki attacked her and she has this huge like black and blue bump like right above her eye and then Cardi went for Nikki and thinks she got her good. Um, so um, she's like pulled away, arrested, and she's like smiling so proud, but she looks quite injured. As well. Yeah, look um, at this. Look at this big welt. On oh there. yeah, that's significant. That's, yeah, these that's two. a welt. Yeah. Well, Nikki, um, wish yeah. you the best. I think maybe like you could find it. I don't know her man, but I'm just saying registered sex offenders a little scary. Right. Um, but you know, we'll see. She she takes some risks. Overrides uh, all astrological compatibility. Yeah, that's just like it's not good. It's not a good, not a good look. Um, okay, so our next, we're also, our celeb WTF is a very interesting, unique one that we're excited to talk about. I'm also a little bit scared to talk about it, um, but I don't think we're as popular as we nearly think we are, so probably they, the Scientologists won't hear this, um, but, you know, they, now they will, and okay, I'm going to lock my doors tonight. Anyways, we are going to be talking about Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. So I remember this story vividly when they got together. It was like weird. I was... I think a junior or senior in high school and I came home with one of my girlfriends and we just turned on Oprah and like there's Tom Cruise jumping on the couch um we all know the rumors you know that his wives and his girlfriends were being interviewed things like that so in 2001 is when Tom and Nicole Kidman got divorced and then in July of 2004 Katie Holmes told seven a Seventeen magazine reporter about her crush on Tom Cruise. Just this, you know, random like, oh, you know, it's like my crush on Leonardo DiCaprio. Never gonna happen. Um, and so during this time, Katie was actually engaged to actor Chris Klein, who was so cute. He was in the American Pie movies and some other really fun early two thousand late nineties films. Um, in March of two thousand and five, him and her split. And then in April of two thousand and five, just one month later is when Holmes and Cruz stepped out as a couple for the first time. And um, the two were photographed together soon after in Rome, and they were just gallivanting around. And then it was May 23rd, 2005, which is when Tom declared his love for Katie during his appearance on Oprah when he started jumping on that couch. And Oprah's looking at him like, wow, what? Um, and then, uh, June 13th of 2005, Holmes said she's converting to Scientology. And then like a week later, they announced their engagement. Um, October of that same year, they announced that they were going to have a baby. And then Sir, uh, Surrey was born on April 18th of, uh, 2006. And then October of that year, she made her public debut. The baby did. And the baby was so beautiful. Like, she still is such a cute kid. But, I mean, it literally was, like, almost like they made her in a test tube or something. She was just this perfect, angelic-looking kid. Um, they got married after the birth of the baby in November of 2006, which is interesting, I think, because... Um, 
I, I don't know the rules of Scientology, but I feel like Tom follows them very closely. Um, and then in January of 2008, just about two years later, Cruz's Scientology indoctrination video went viral. It was very odd. Some people called it scary. It was basically saying how all Scientologists are godly and like otherworldly beings and, you know, just Google Scientology. We all kind of know what that is. Um, then it was two years later, May 2010, you know, people were still like, is she like being kidnapped by the church? Like she kind of is always quiet. And so this is when she like goes out in public, puts on a big show um, for Cruz at a Hollywood benefit, and she dances for him like all sexually. It was really weird, kind of embarrassing, but it was kind of to show the world like I'm so in love with my husband, but it was very purposeful. And then June 29th, 2012 is when Katie filed for divorce. And I mean, she essentially went into hiding. She had been planning this, like she got out of there. She's from not that far from where I'm from in Ohio, actually went home to her family and it was terrifying. And um, Holmes reportedly made calls about this divorce um, on a disposable cell phone and hired three law firms in three states to get her out of this situation because it was so scary. And so Tom hasn't seen his daughter in years. Really? Yeah, no, they don't have any contact. I and didn't know that. Yeah, Katie kind of like refuses to let him into her life, uh, but I also don't think he's tried very hard. Yeah. So it's, in, it's one of Hollywood's most interesting sagas. Like it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, let's dive in because this is nuts. <laughs> Tom Cruise is a Cancer Sun with a Scorpio rising. This very intense water sign energy is what gives him deep emotions. His Scorpio rising makes him mysterious, enigmatic, and highly secretive. Katie Holmes is a Sagittarius Sun with a Leo rising. She is pure fire sign energy, which is very different from Tom Cruise's water sign predominance. You would very rarely, if ever, find these kinds of signs aligned. Cancer craves control and routine, whereas Sagittarius craves freedom and spontaneity. Both Tom and Katie have a Leo moon, though, which means that no matter what, they were able to relate and react similarly and understand each other's way of doing things. Their, their emotional rapport did exist because of this. However, the thing that I find the most fascinating about their connection is not about compatible affection or styles, but in the fact that each of their birth Venus is conjunct the other person's ascendant. This means that their Venus is in the same place as the way that the person perceives or presents themselves. Katie's Venus is in Scorpio, near Tom's ascendant, or mask and presentation of the world. And his birth Venus is near Katie's ascendant, which is her mask and presentation of the world. This means that they were intrinsically sensitive to the other person's feelings, tastes, and needs at all given times. There was a mutual understanding of parent and uh, their attraction to looking good together was very strong. So that's actually, it, they were compatible in some way? They were just really looking good together. So they, the importance was on how they looked, and yes. that was why it worked. Exactly, because it, it hits both of them this way. However, they were also attentive to what the other person wanted intrinsically because of that. So, you know, when, for instance, when you're in a power couple situation, you're like, okay, how, this person is a piece of me here. We, we look good together we mm -hmm. we are so you're sensitive to that well there were so, rumors like that penelope cruz has said like she was interviewed as an auditioned essentially to be his girlfriend mm -hmm. which was before so I, I think it was a similar situation totally totally so when it comes to the timeline of the relationship there are a few factors at play in 2001 when nicole kidman divorced tom cruise jupiter had just moved into tom's sun sign 
meaning that this was a very important new beginning being set forward for the coming 12 years of his life. At this point in time, he realized he had to create a new pattern and make it stick for the next 12 years. He was ready to have a phoenix and rebirth moment, which is what Jupiter was giving to him. In July 2004, when Katie said she had a crush on Tom Cruise to Seventeen magazine, Jupiter was in her sector of fame and public recognition. The press made sure that that message carried and surely it made its way to Tom. However, when Katie split from Chris Klein in 2004, and then Katie and Tom began uh, dating and stepping up publicly, Jupiter was in Tom's natal 12th house of privacy secrets and plans building behind the scenes. Lots of things were at play and going exactly as he wanted in order for him to fully recreate himself like a phoenix again when Jupiter would move into his ascendant later in 2005. This lasted even through their announcement of love and engagement. So back to Katie Holmes, though. In June of 2005, when she declared, declared she was converting to Tom's religion, the sun was in her sphere of partnership, ruling her focus and coming further out about it. But Mercury, her ruling her mind, Venus ruling her relationships, and Saturn ruling maturity and responsibility were in her sector of partnerships and debts. She was focused on what she was giving and receiving from that partnership and what she ultimately was going to be getting in the long run from it. This occurs to all of us when those planets are in that sector. So it wasn't just, you know, her being uh, manipulative or strategic. That was just naturally happening. Moving back down the timeline again, Jupiter was in Tom's ascendant, ruling the recreating of his mask and persona for the world to see when they gave birth to Surrey, when Surrey made her public debut, and the two got married in Italy. Tom wanted the world to know him as a father and husband. We all grow, go through these similar recreation moments when this when Jupiter visits, visits these spheres. Isn't this nuts? Like, no, this is, yeah. this yeah. is nuts. Like, and I, like, when I was going through this yesterday, I was like, holy shit. And he's like blowing up my phone. He's like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> right? And it's like, I'm not making it up. And, but it's, it's interesting because we all kind of knew this was happening. But this proves right here that that's where the planets were. Um, all right, so let's continue. So, however, let's fast forward to May 2010 when Katie put on a show for Tom Cruise at a Hollywood benefit. Mars, the planet of firepower and energy that brings a great deal of, of uh, you know, enthusiasm to, this, uh, to a sector of our lives, was in her ascendant, making her want to stand front and center. For Tom, Mars was in his sector of fame, public recognition, and showing off at that exact same time. <sighs> to end this story, though, when Katie Holmes filed for divorce from Tom Cruise on June 20, 29, 2012, Jupiter again had moved. This time, it moved into Katie's solar house of partnership, meaning that she was seeking freedom and liberation from existing partnerships at the time, and the stars were lucky behind her. She was also relying on new partners to help her move forward, and it is guaranteed that others agreed to help her, and they became literally, they were given to her by the stars. I have like the chills like almost the entire yeah. time we're talking about this. It's really kind of creepy. As for Tom, at that time, Jupiter had yet again moved into his sector of about privacy secrets and the things coming forward, uh, coming light from behind the scenes. So that's so nuts. Uh, you know, it is sad that their relationship didn't work, but no matter what, they were brought together for a reason in this lifetime, and I hope that they both learned and evolved from it and are now happier, more productive, and better people because of it. Um, hear that Scientology? It's where we're not bashing you. <laughs> no, certainly not. No, and I and I, the thing is, it's like you know, certainly yes, you could look into things about like astrology for Scientology, but 
you know, when it comes down to this, it was there was two people that were serving a purpose in each other's lives. Whether or not that was true love doesn't matter. They were compatible in certain ways, and that's why it worked and lasted for a certain amount of time. There's no judgment about, you know, what, you know. Speak for yourself. No, but there isn't. You know, like, I'm looking at this just where the planets were moving. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know, what so, I think is, I, I don't want to dig into this, because just, like, short story is I was, um, when I was doing stand of comedy a few years ago, my mentor uh, was, I didn't realize, she was a, she's a great female uh, comic, but she was a Scientologist, and so I would start to go to, I performed at the Celebrity Center once on that stage, and yeah, it was, I made an alien joke, it didn't go over well, um, yeah, it was, it was bad, but I was on a tour, like I had to like get out of there, I was on their mailing list forever, it was really weird, but the, you know, astrology in Scientology, I'm, I'm interested to kind of know what parts that play because they do really pay attention to the planets and they believe in aliens and, and things like that. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of had like a, an on-site astrologer telling them when and what to do. Um, well, I mean, I always go back to this too, but you know, astrology is timing. You know, when if you know there's a doorway for love, you can find it. If you know that there's a doorway for money, you can make more money. If you, you know, I mean, that's why, you know, ancient, you know, emperors and, you know, kings and queens would consult with astrologers because if you're going to go to war with someone when the planets are not favoring it, you're not going to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I'd love to hear what you guys think on that story because it's very fascinating. But I mean, what do you think? Yeah. Honestly, the whole time I was hoping you'd do Nicole Kidman next. Yeah, I mean, we've actually, we have talked about her before and Keith Urban and um, they have a really nice relationship, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, there's stuff going on back there that, again, like one day, you know, I just want all the answers to what really happened. Nicole and Tom, since they broke up, have done so well. It's, it's, it's like uh, they just rubbed some magic off on each other. Yeah. Especially Nicole, my God. This is the third now. act she's having right now. And it's she'll insane. probably have like seven. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah. Um, I, I love, love Nicole Kidman. Me too. Yeah, me too. And I'm, she, I'm glad that she found her prince. I mean, I honestly, there's a few, you know, I don't know. Of Hollywood royalty, I swear to God, if I met her, she would make me oh, yeah. stunned. I would get totally butterfly. She's very stoic. I think I've met her before when I was um, a receptionist right out of college. Who else would make you just totally, like, blown away to me? Oh, if I... Oh, that's a hard question. Maybe Civil Shepherd. Oh wow, that's <laughs> random. That might be a that might be a dive, but uh, I, well, I worship her. Speaking yeah. of you, Jordan, we oh, of course um, have to get, and we want to. We're excited to yes. get into your chart because you are a fascinating oh, man. Mm-hmm. I can I can tell. Ready. Full of mysteries. You, seriously, full of mysteries. Let's unlock them, Kyle. Let's hear it. I'm gonna do you okay. right now. I'm okay, ready. come on. All right. Get ready. Jesus okay. Christ. Okay. <laughs> Jordan! Jordan, Jordan. Jordan is an Aries sun, Gemini rising with a Capricorn moon. This means that for the rest of your life, you must read Aries and Gemini because they will cross over and blend together thematically for you. No wonder you're a writer with that Gemini rising because Gemini energy is highly significant when it comes to communication, writing, and speaking. Okay? The first thing I want to note for you is that since June 2018, you have uh, been having destined eclipses in your home and family sector, as well as starting... Uh, this this year eclipses in your career and achievement when these moments happen They signal major transformations in our lives and push you forward rapidly The career eclipses took focus around January 5th July 16th and again will happen on December 25th of this year You'll have another very powerful eclipse in July 2020 which will bring a full culmination to this two-year cycle and probably from several years of work that have been building to this 
Does it make, does that make sense so far? I mean, things have certainly been heating up professionally. Like that, that yeah. is for sure. I wish I could write down those dates real quick. And I'm gonna email my calendar. You. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, you get, you'll get all of this. Great. Uh, another exciting thing to note is the movement of Jupiter, the planet of miracles and luck for you. When it visits a different area of our chart, we tend to see doors open to us significantly that we did not know where they were there. Right now, it is in your natal, or birth, seventh house of partnership and marriage. It entered here on November 18th, 2018, and will remain here. Wait, really? What, yes. was, what was then? <laughs> tell us, tell us. Uh, I, I met someone that I really liked um, when I was traveling abroad, and we've, uh, we've been friends ever since. Was it November? Oh, no, that no, wasn't November. That was in September. It wasn't November. I'll have to look back. Are you sure? But I thought I thought of him right when you said it. Love it. So okay, so going back to that. Going. Yeah. So it entered here on November eighteenth, two thousand eighteen, and will remain here until November twenty second, two thousand nineteen. So you usually got a couple when this, months. Yeah. Usually when this happens, we find faded partners who are here for the long term. Mm-hmm. This tends to be in business, like agents, managers, collaborators, or in love, such, such as a significant partner. Sometimes, if we have been in constricting relationships, though, this transit can liberate us and give us more freedom from them, and we may move on to new directions. If you want to find a significant boo, you should really devote some time until November 22nd to look for them. This year? Yeah, and so you really should be aggressive, use your Aries higher power, and literally, like, go after, like, if you just, you know, go after someone that you've always had hopes for. You know, if you're just like, you know what? He's great. He's fucking hot. I want him. Or he makes me laugh. And, you know, he makes me feel good. I was just about to be like, Kyle, you can't have him. He's Jordan's. How rude. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm using that as an example for him. I know. I know. Those kinds of things, like, you need to, um, you've got to go after it. Is this a guy you met in Toronto when you were filming? No, no. I met someone when I was at Oktoberfest in in Germany. uh, In in Munich. And we Mm. really got along and we've kept up in touch ever since. Reach out immediately. Yeah. Would he move here? Uh, he does not live in Los Angeles. No, I said, Angeles. would he move here? That's a dicey question. I don't, I don't know. Ask him. Make him move here. I'd never impose on someone like He's that. He's an Aries, of course. Are you? Does. Well, you should go back in October for Oktoberfest <laughs> to see him. <laughs> he lives in New York. Oh well, that's oh, easy. Not even that far from here. Far New York and LA. It's a, it's a, it's a continent apart. Oh, no, I know, but still, like, it's really not though. I will make seems. every excuse possible. I see that. Not to make this happen. But Why? Well, <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> no, for real though. I mean, the thing here that's really important though is that when the doorway shuts, it's not going to happen again for a while. Okay. And and so here's the thing is that, so, uh, okay. I'm going to use myself as a little bit of a, mm-hmm. as, as an example. Last year, I had a lot of this similar kind of energy that was going on for me. I made some very, very significant business collaborations mm-hmm. um, or creative collaborations, like actors and me or, you know, different sorts of things like mm-hmm. that that were like one-on-ones. And I kept, so the whole time I was like, where's my husband? Where's my husband? Well, there was this Scorpio that popped in and I was like, oh my God, maybe he and I are going to be together forever. And, uh, but I learned. I knew, I knew that that was not true, but you know, yeah, no one listens to me until it's <laughs> well, over. Well, I mean, especially when he leaked his like trashy ass porno. Next. Um, however, not good. one thing. You should have leaked the classy one. Yeah. Oh, God. It, he's being um, facetious. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, no, but the one thing, and you're not going to like that I'm saying this, because I don't know if I've ever told you this. On the exact days of alignment, when Jupiter was literally finishing up and 180 degrees away from me showing me who one of my true partners in my entire lifetime is, my ex and I met up again. 
it was that day. Oh, mm-hmm. and I did, and I did not plan it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, literally, <laughs> what it meant is that it was signaling for me is that he and I are not done. We will reconnect oh. in, in in some time in life, and I don't know if that's now or ten years from now. I don't really care. And maybe you know, maybe I'm really happy maybe to be married like... by then. No, but literally, astrologically, I could see it. That's something no. that the, the alignment was completely there. So that's why it showed me that like I the kinds of things that I want and need in a partnership, you know, whether or not it's him. Now I can bring it into my life. Well, can you give any insight into why Jordan is like so almost kind of like opposed Capricorn to finding moon. his person? Capricorn moon. Let's hear it. What sure. does that mean? Capricorn moon is, you know, they they try to be very practical. They don't really like to be as emotional. They don't like to be left on their guard. Um, vulnerability is a lot. is very difficult for them. And also, you know, you have, you know, Aries sun and, and Gemini rising. Those aren't super emotional signs. They're passionate. And they're excitable, and they can be very, you know, creative and, and uh, adrenaline-filled. But, but I, but they don't. They're not one of those signs that are going to be like, I'm going to open my heart and risk even being not hurt. like Kyle's sign. Yeah, I'm a Taurus, and I'm an Aries rising too. So I've got that. No, I, I think everyone's a maniac when I hear them talk about dating or relationships. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's definitely your Capricorn moon. We're all crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on, I can actually look into it. You're, now you're in my phone. No. Yeah. No. I uh, hold on. It's like I just... gave someone my DNA, they're going to clone me and Yeah, seriously, it's like that face app where it makes you old. Now apparently all of our faces are out there mm-hmm. for Russia to mm-hmm. see. I hope they have they have my face. <laughs> I'll do good with it. I'm not going to lie, I made a few. Uh, chart. What else we got in here? Uh, your Venus is in Pisces. So that means this is a good time for him to find love, right? Yeah. No, not no? necessarily. I mean, your, your penis... Your, your, oh. penis, your <laughs> penis, sorry. Well, what is going on? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go back to what I have here before we go into the, the actual planets. Um, okay. All right. Uh, also speaking of partnership, you have a major focus on this from the other planets for the rest of the year. On September 14th, Venus begins to tra- uh, the trend uh, by, grace- by gracing your partnership sector with beauty and pleasure. You have more likelihood of attracting people interested in long-term connections over the next couple of weeks. Throughout the next several months into the beginning of 2020, though, we will see the Sun, Mercury, and Mars join this party in your partnership sectors, too. So you should definitely get your booty out there and shake it wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Add Fubar, for instance, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. On those dates, what I, which I align on, or I put online. Uh, also, hot sex is super favorite for you. I was looking at this. Uh, or at the very least, you'll be really focusing on your, your intimate needs and what you give and receive in your partnerships and what you want. I can really sense that that's going to be happening in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. That'll be a big thing. October onward, that is going to be happening. So I encourage you to explore that and hopefully align with someone who really lights your heart on fire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look at him here like, oh. <laughs> uh, bitch, I don't lie and I'm always right. So oh, no. let's keep that in mind. All right. Uh, next. That wasn't I'm, skeptical. <laughs> sex is not a problem. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just, but, but the thing about this kind of energy is very, it's, it also has the opportunity to really connect you in a... A deep emotional sense too. Mm-hmm. So, and and that's the area that's highlighted. It's not just passionate like flings. Uh, it would it would not be that. Okay. It would be more. Um, I can't necessarily say fulfilling because everyone has their own different kinds of sex that they like and different kinds of things. But it's it's more of a, a deeper connection when it would come to that intimacy. Okay. Next, another major trend for you will be when Jupiter moves into your sector of fame and achievement from December third, two thousand nineteen, until December nineteenth, twenty twenty. You have not seen success like this in 12 years. During that point in time, you will see major progress and recognition 
So continue your grind because truly, as the stars have them, the best is coming in the days, weeks, and months ahead. Oh, Yay. that's good. That's what of, I got on you. A lot of weird career stuff happening. So it's uh, those, uh, those eclipses better come through. Oh, yeah, they always do. Well, Jupiter's do. going in there for years. Yes, yes. yes. All right, let's do our quick game of Bang, Mary Kill, Virgo season, mm-hmm. Kyle. All right. Niall Horan. I hope that's your episode. How do you say this? I always forget. Horan. Um, oh, Horan. Yeah, One Direction. Niall Horan. Mm-hmm. Horan, yes. Mm-hmm. Liam Payne. Other One Direction, yeah. And Ryan Philippe. Oh, Felipe, yeah. Felipe. Mm, okay. Oh, wow, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always try to go really hard on these ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, no pun intended. Okay, so I'll go, or would you like to go first? Or yeah, we always let our guests go first. I know, yeah. but they need sometimes they need oh, time. Oh, that's a tough one, because I was about to say, oh, of course, Mary Nile, you know, he needs someone just to take care of him. He seems so sensitive, but you put Ryan Phillippe in the in the form, in the, in the, in the yeah, mix, that's, so a, that's a really hard one, but I think I, I, I want to take care of Nile emotionally. I will bang Orion until I bang no more, and then I will kill, uh, who's left? Um, uh, Liam. Liam, sorry Liam, you're gone. Uh, okay, so I will also bang Ryan till, till the cows come home, is that a saying? I don't even know. <laughs> is that a um, I don't know, like cruel intentions guys, come on. Um, and I, I always get Niall and Liam confused. Which one's the brunette? Which one's the this blonde? This one is, uh, this is Liam. The brunette is Liam. And then this is... Niall's got the... The, the blonde hair. The dreamy blue eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I might kill him. Um, I think I'm going to kill him and I'm going to marry Liam. All right. What am I going to do? I am going to... I'm going to marry Ryan. I don't know if you want to do that. Because the thing about it is that, like, these other guys are, like... In their what twenties? No, thank you. Like just no. He's I mean he's twenty six. I went on a date with a guy like that's in twenty. It was twenty six last week, and I was like, no, next, next, next. <laughs> I just can't. I need guys that are gonna be thirty plus. That's or I could do twenty nine, I suppose. But mm-hmm. I don't. But you know what I mean? It's like these bitches don't even. Totally. Okay. Like who, no. who are you gonna kill? So I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Niall, and I'm gonna bang Liam a bunch because I do like my like Latinish voice. Okay. Or scrappy voice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Jordan, I hope you, you had a good me. time. I'll never mm-hmm. know. Um, <laughs> uh, where, can, where can everyone like follow you and hopefully follow your very um, exciting you can like, career? follow me on Instagram and Twitter at jnardino. Um, and uh, and that's it. Just watch reruns of season four of Desperate Housewives. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> I'm all over it. <laughs> and uh, you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And um, I work for a company called MEA Worldwide. You can find them online and like look at all my interviews if you guys want and leave some fun comments. And please leave comments on um, our podcast so we can uh, potentially give you a reading soon. Yep. And I am Kyle Thomas, pop culture astrologer. You can follow me on Instagram at M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. And I am Kyle Thomas on Facebook. Also, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors with the Left of Straight Network. We love you. They are fantastic. As well as Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily on Instagram. And finally, Zodiac Supply Co. Yes, awesome. great uh, fashion. I've been loving them. My astrology shirts are adorable. People keep complimenting me and I'm like... Oh, really? Yes. I just love it. All right, guys. Thank you, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Thank you.